Today on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, I am your host again, and we discuss week eight waiver wire targets. It's time for Garbage Time. Welcome in, everybody. It is I again. I am the workhorse this week, as Joe was last week. So we're here to talk waiver wire with you guys. Uh, Ryan is on an anniversary dinner, and Ron is allegedly working. We don't really know. We never really do. Isn't that funny? I go on vacation, and I'm still here. (laughs) What the hell is up with that? That's You know, we're the uh, RB1 and RB2 of this podcast, for sure. Yeah, uh, JJ, can I just uh, get into something before we actually get into any news, something that I have to address that Ron said last night? And, I, and I'm sure you know where I'm going with this because I left this on a little sample clip yesterday on our podcast. Wasn't there a certain quarterback for the Eagles you guys were talking about last night? Can you, can you give me that name? Just remind me. What's his Mr. name? Mr. Jalen Hurts. That would be Mr. Jalen Hurts, right? And how he is basically the mas- mascot of garbage time football. And I heard something out of Ron's mouth last night that I thought I would never hear. He told me I was right. He did. Absolutely unbelievable considering how much you guys are putting me on blast yesterday while I was off and you thought I was going to be gone for the whole week. Just just a tad you, but more so Ron because he felt a little bit ballsy and a little bit jaded that I've beaten him three times in fantasy football since we started playing against each other and he's never beaten me. So, you know, for everything that he claims to be a genius on, even your dog agrees with me. Yeah, they don't really know what's going on. They never do. <laughs> yeah, we, we smack talked a little bit. We'll get yeah. we'll get into Jalen Hurts in a little bit here when we get to yeah, the waiver yeah. wire. But let's. Yeah, it's uh, okay. You ready to get into some news? Yeah, let's do it. News updates. All right, so just a couple pieces of news to go over as we had an episode yesterday. So not a whole lot has gone on, but um, a couple points here. Uh, Alan Lazard went on the reserve COVID list, and it does not look like he's going to play. Um, So they're already down Devontae Adams, it looks like, and Alan Lazard, their top two pass catchers the past couple weeks. Um, Another point, MVS is returning from IR this week, and he should be good to go uh, for Thursday night's big matchup against the Cardinals. Joe, uh, what do you think the outlook is for the Packers pass catchers this week? Well, they're obviously going to need to spread the ball around somewhere, so this is going to make Randall Cobb, I think, a pretty decent target who has a lot of familiarity with Aaron Rodgers as long as he doesn't end up on the COVID list because it seems to be running through their wide receiver room, so we're going to have to keep following that for the rest of the week. Um, Should he go out, though, Mark has – Valdez Scantling obviously is going to be a potential target there too. He's coming off of injury and you're going to want to look at the tight end position there too. But I think they're going to look to establish a run more this week, considering this wide receiving core is going to be a little bit hurt. But uh, how do you feel about their tight ends, JJ? Yeah. Tunyon, um, speaking of waivers, <laughs> he's, uh, you know, like I, I said yesterday, but he's, uh, he's on and off roster. He's been on and off rosters all year in your league, most likely. So, um, Is there any way you can trust him? I, I mean, I, who else are they going to throw it to? Um, 
you know, the Cardinals are going to score. Like the Packers' defense and numbers speak louder than the actual defensive talent, I think. So mm-hmm. I think uh, Arizona is definitely going to put up points, and Rodgers is going to have to throw. So I, I think I feel a little bit more comfortable with these wide receivers and Tunyon more from a DFS standpoint this week because they're definitely going to be cheaper options and priced a lot cheaper. Um, in your regular lineup, most of your players should be back from Bipocalypse. So um, I'm not necessarily looking those directions. You might have a decent wide receiver three or flex option here should you need it, but you shouldn't be throwing them in any position higher than that. Um, Tunyon is a decent fill-in, but there's also other decent fill-ins as we'll get into with the waivers. Yeah, it's not bad. There's This week the only teams are on, on by are the Raiders and the Ravens, but those are like two of the top three fancy tight ends so yeah so i'll be in the market for a tight end because i've got mark andrews so we'll see which direction i end up going yeah i know i'm playing you this week i got some ideas about where you're gonna go so yeah where you're gonna snipe me you mean maybe (laughs) never know we'll we'll see maybe i'll just advert that and make a trade instead (laughs) (laughs) rip somebody else off that's right what else i've been doing pretty good at that this offseason too i sure have do we have any other uh, daily news before we get into this waiver wire drop? Um, other piece of news I wanted to cover. Uh, one of my favorite players this year, guy I drafted a lot this season, Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. is finally coming back from IR Week 8. He's going to play versus uh, Washington football team. Um, so something to keep in mind. I know uh, in a couple leagues I have Tim Patrick, and I've used him as a fill-in for Jerry Judy. But um, how do you think this impacts Tim Patrick going forward? Specifically Tim Patrick, I think he will be effective for one more week and only one more week because if he does play this week, I think they're going to want to get Judy back up to speed and they'll ease him back in. But after this week, I don't even see him as a viable waiver wire ad. Even last year, he was viable in some games when there was injuries, but Cortland Sutton was also hurt last year. Um, I think this offense is good enough to sustain two wide receivers. Sutton and Judy, but I think even in week one, we saw Judy was at true number one. And I think Sutton is actually going to revert back to the number two at this position. Um, Sutton will be startable every single week. Uh, their starting quarterback is showing a proximity to be able to actually sustain two good wide receivers in an offense, which is good for fantasy football. And I think Jerry Judy goes right back to being the wide receiver number one, uh, not this week, but next week. I think I would keep him off my roster this week just because I think, like I said, they're going to ease him in but I think he's going to be effective going on past that week. That's tough because Washington has been just atrocious against wide receivers this year. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to monitor Judy's participation in practice. Like if he's limited all week, I'll I'll be yeah. uh, skeptical. But if he's like full practice all week, I may have to all systems go on Judy and play him in a while. Well, well, here's the thing is we also have Jerry Judy in our Megalobowl team, and he's yeah. sitting on the reserve right now, and I know I'm going to get that itch to want to put him on the roster, and you guys are going to outvote me anyway. So I've got a sneaky suspicion Jerry Judy's going to find his way into our lineup this week. <laughs> so that should be good going forward too. Uh, I, like I said, I think Cortland Sutton will definitely still get maybe not – as impressive of numbers as he had, as had, but I think he's still going to be a viable wide receiver too for your team going forward. And Tim Patrick reverts to where he belongs currently on the waiver wire. Yeah. Judy, I just checked too. He's only 4,900 on DraftKings this week, so I'll probably have him in the lineup or two. But Yeah, probably on the show lineup. <laughs> Maybe. I got to do something different. I've had him down a couple weeks. Would you so. even be willing to put him in 
uh, some Packers receivers in those lineups, or is that just not in your soul to be able to do well, that? Well, Packers are Thursday night, so. Oh, in, yeah, so you'll just avoid that lineup altogether. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and other than that, I, I think that's it for the news. Really? I think that's all we got. It is. So let's uh, go ahead and roll into these waivers. Yeah. Do you even know where the draw for that is, JJ? Um, <laughs> Should I give you a second to look at it so you know how to run this? Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I don't even remember what our waivers. Uh... Oh, don't worry. I'll hit it for you. It's that really ugly one that looks like you're going to the Google toolbar. Yeah, you may have to get us a sexier drop for that. Sabotage myself. <laughs> All right, so what's the first player you wanted to discuss on WaiverWare? Um, well, it was going to be Alan Lazard, so... Um... Well, damn, he's got COVID, so it's not him no more. We kind of touched on that. I mean, we touched on the Packers pass catchers a little bit in the news section. So let's jump into the hot topic. It would be the Eagles running backs. What's your uh, take on this? Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, what do you think? Okay, so Boston Scott got more carries than Kenny Gainwell, and people have been making a big deal about that going into this week. Yes, I understand that, and I understand he got more points than Kenny Gainwell going into that week because of it. But Kenny Gainwell gets all the passing work for the Eagles, and he did already before that. He is going to be the dominant back in there because they're going to split carries, and he's also going to get third down work. And I think that's the opposition that you're going to see going forward for him. So I think Kenny Gainwell is the number one running back pickup of the week. And I think Boston Scott falls just behind that. They're going to split the carries here. Um, I don't think they're both going to be viable. I think Kenny Gainwell will be the one that's viable. But I think Boston Scott is worth at least picking up, especially if Miles Sanders misses a few weeks here. Uh, Boston Scott will be that kind of player that you pick up in anticipation of an injury. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know how they're going to do this. I've heard that uh, – thank you, Edward. I'm a pro, obviously, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, Scott – it's kind of their early down back um, in the Sanders role. I I do think Gainwell gets an uptick in touches. He's shown to be pretty dynamic. So um, I, I, I guess I would agree with your analysis there. Um, one thing I want to point out, I know we talked about Jalen Hurts earlier and how great of a fantasy quarterback he's been. Fantastic, if you ask me. As a Jalen Hurts owner in a couple leagues, I am <laughs> a bit nervous um, that the Eagles trade away Joe Flacco and Gardner Minshew is just kind of sitting there. I feel like the Eagles don't have a lot of confidence in Hurts, and I do think he's on a bit of a hot seat because well, every week it's uh, missed passes and they fall behind, and then he has to try and do the hero job in the fourth quarter, and it hasn't been panning out. May I say the garbage time job? And uh, let's just point out, there's a remedy to all that, some good medicine that the doctor can prescribe. And, Edward, that's your favorite team, as I found out yesterday, the Detroit Lions, who they're playing this week. And, by the way, I believe the Eagles are a pretty good DFS pickup for it this week and a good waiver waiver option for teams going forward. So not to shit on your team a little bit, Edwards, but all of our teams seem to be getting shit on 
lately, so welcome to the club here. So Jalen Hurts, I think, will at least get a few more weeks. Gardner Minshew coming along does scare me a little bit. But, I mean, I didn't foresee them playing Joe Flacco anyway, so I'm not really too concerned about it. I think the coach really wants to put his mark on this team with Jalen Hurts, so I think he's going to make it through the season. All right. I'm just – I'm keeping an eye on it. I'm a little nervous about it. So, you know, it, they didn't immediately come out and say he's a starter and they didn't have a huge vote of confidence in him to start the offseason. So, I hope Hurts keeps doing his thing. I got him a lot of stock in him, so – Who's your backup? You got one? Because I, I could see you picking one up in concern of him. I may be doing that in our league, so I don't know. I should <laughs> talk about that. But uh, a certain NFC North quarterback that may have been dropped after having a bye week last week, Kirk Cousins, is an option. Um, or, may I say, or may I say a Carson Wentz you might be looking at? Carson Wentz has, has looked pretty good last couple weeks. Last week, it's kind of a fluke with the rain game, but – even in the rain, he was uh, throwing a pretty good ball. So Yeah, well, don't worry. If you steal the tight end that I think that you think I'm going for this week, I'll steal the quarterback that you're going for. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> I can play nuclear, too. Yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, the Eagles running backs, I'll, I'll probably add, add them a little bit. But um, what do you think about uh, Rashad Bateman? So Rashad Bateman, I I felt very good about him going into last weekend. That prediction came true. He played very well. Rashad Bateman, mind you, is a rookie, so he's going to have up and down parts of his seasons. And I was drinking the K.J. Osborne Kool-Aid early in the season. So I don't know if I want to drink the Kool-Aid on Bateman too much. But in a fab league, I'd be willing to spend probably 10 to 15% on him to pick him up because the pie in this offense is a little bit larger. Now we used to use this analogy a lot that Lamar Jackson didn't throw the ball as much, but now it seems to be spreading out in this offense a little bit more. And they like to throw it to these, these receivers. Uh, obviously with that amount of buy, you may actually be able to get him a little bit cheaper too. Um, so consider, I would consider looking at him as a back end bench spot with potential to help you later on in the season or spending tech, 10 to 15% of your fab on him. I think he's going to be a good wide receiver going forward, which um, does concern me a little bit because I think it may take away from Hollywood Brown just a little bit. I agree. And, uh, yeah, Lamar, with the, I think a big part of Lamar throwing more is losing Dobbins and Gus Edwards. They don't want to rely on those old running backs as much. So Lamar's getting his carries, but those running backs aren't getting the same amount of volume. I'd be interested. I should have looked this up before, but – Mm-hmm. The run percentage for the Ravens compared to the last two years to this year. Um, so yeah, Bateman, if you got an open spot or someone went on IR on your team or on the COVID list, if you have Adams or uh, Lazard and they're on the COVID list, they let you yeah. put them on the IR in most uh, platforms. Go ahead and add Rashad Bateman. Just you don't know how long those guys are going to be out. And he could take off next week. Yeah, no, I was able to take advantage of. Uh our COVID spot because Damien Williams ended up was out with it last week. So I ended up putting him on the spot. I believe it was Damien Williams, right? For Chicago had COVID. Yes. Or was it in it? Yep. So I ended up putting him on the spot and I was able to pick up another positional player, which really aided me in winning this past weekend, which by the way, I went three and all, including our mega bowl this week. So I'm doing very good in a dynasty league, which I should not be because I'm starting Carson Wentz. <laughs> And the Washington football team starter, but we'll see how that goes going forward. I think I'm just getting a lot of luck. 
Um, but yeah, definitely always take advantage of that COVID reserve slash injury spot, especially if like in Mega Bowl, they have two spots. It'll lead to extra bench spots. Just don't leave those spots always. Always keep moving. Always keep adding someone because you never know when a certain starter goes down like a Miles Sanders and then you have a immediate starter should you have picked up Kenneth Gainwell last week. Right. 100%. So take advantage of it. All right. Um, another interesting name for waivers, another receiver. Uh, he went out early in the year. Mm-hmm. That is Michael Gallup for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, interesting option. I'm kind of nervous about it because the Cowboys, after their throwing mania on week one, the Bucks, they have been yeah. pounding the ball. And the uh, targets have not exactly been there for the receivers, so they're adding back their third talented receiver. Um, do you think this – what do you think of Gallup, and do you think he impacts Lamb and Cooper's stock? So this is a tough one because Gallup is coming off injury. They have a plethora of weapons there. And as a waiver wire ad, he's similar to Bateman right now. I believe he's an end-of-the-bench ad that you could potentially see helping you later on in the season. The only problem with that concept is, like you said, Dallas has found balance of running the ball now, and they seem to want to do that because it's leading to them actually winning games this year. Um, I think he may impact Amari Cooper's workload more than um honestly his predecessor for the reason i think that they both play on the outside and i think they want to move cd lamb around the field a lot more because he's their primary number one now so i see him affecting cooper's workload more than cd lambs i'd agree i probably will stay away from gallup but if you're really desperate and you're hurt by injuries or you have Antonio Brown, we don't know where he's going to be at this year. Um, about the title, who will be RB1 for week eight? Well, Sua, if you weren't late, we would, you would have already known that answer, but it's all right. We'll, we'll lay it down for you again. Uh, that answer was Kenneth Gainwell, and the reason why I at least said that Kenneth Gainwell is the number one answer is he gets the passing work with the Eagles. He's the obvious – he's splitting work in the backfield. He's getting the third down work, and the Eagles have this weird mantra where they're just going to pass the ball on first, second, and third down. So Kenneth Gainwell is the number one ad. The running back behind him, Boston Scott, is just generally a thought about waiver. It's at least what we think. And thank you, good – thank the good Lord, because it sounds like he's probably on your roster. <coughs> but, yeah, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, what were we talking about before Sua rudely interrupted us? Michael Gallup. I think we're over him, though, right? Yeah. And Stua, he's nothing more than a uh, end of the bench ad. If you were curious about Gallup, either. Um, and just to touch on waivers, like I guess this is kind of some one-on-one stuff, but when you're going to make your waiver claims, look where you are in the order for your league. Like whether you have rolling waivers or it's based on your record. That's right. Where if, if you've got you... someone winning like me at five and two. With the ninth waiver claim and someone sucking like JJ at like hey, one, and, one and six, I'm he's got an early you. waiver claim. I'm playing you this week. I've won two straight. I'm out of the gutter. Oh, yeah. Well, you're about to go right back in it, just like I put Ron in the gutter two weeks ago. So don't forget. Oh, that's okay. You're going to be giving that up to me shortly. As the, record, over here. As, as the record indicates. So, anyway, what was your point before I rudely interrupted you? Um, 
Yeah, just know where you are on the waiver list. So, like, for example, Sue said he claimed Uzama and Gainwell. Chances are Gainwell is probably the biggest waiver name out there. Um, So if you're high on the list, I would make sure that Gainwell is your priority for waivers. And if you're low on the list, you're probably not going to get him. So maybe claim Uzama or somebody secondary, maybe even Boston Scott. So just know where your ranking is on the waiver list. But you don't necessarily know if Gainwell goes because a lot of people might assume that, and then you end up with him. That's so true. Put, it's a game. Put, put him in your waiver wire claim top anyway, even if you don't think you're going to do it because I do that anyway. And then it was put all of these guys in that list in a priority order. Obviously, in a fab league, it's your most amount of money, so you have to think a bit differently. But that's just a different idea where I might be interested in someone more like Uzama this week because I need a tight end because Mark Andrews is out. Although there's a variety of tight ends I'm going to be targeting because I'm sure JJ is going to be targeting Uzama, so I don't get him. But it, I don't think he's out there in our league. No, maybe not. We'll see. Not that I'm interested in him. I'm actually interested in a different name. I'm just not going to tell you which one. Okay. Um. Yeah. Another. Uh, let's let's keep rolling. We got through Gallup. Um, one of the uh, the guy I'm playing. He has D Hop and he is questionable. I feel. He is going to miss. Yeah, that's something we're going to get into. Um, that's another name on the list. So DeAndre Hopkins has a hamstring injury. He did not participate at all today. Um, concerning. It's concerning, though. Hop is kind of like Julio, where he can just sit all week and then play. He's banged up a lot, but that's a soft tissue injury, and it's a short week. So It's a short week. And they have a lot of weapons at wide receivers, so I think they're willing to sit him. They don't want to risk him going past this week, so I think they're going to rest him. That's my gut instinct. When I see a short week and a soft tissue injury, especially with a team that's deep at so many positions and they want to get these young guys at Baltimore, like Ertz, who they just got on the team, they may look to rest him because they're on playoff trajectory right now. And I think they want to get these young guys' talents. So I think they may rest Hop because they don't want to risk it. Just, just my two cents, but we'll see. That's right. I beat the guy in week seven because Jason Myers. He missed a couple field goals, dude. He missed like yeah. two or three. Yeah, Sue, actually, I watched the show after the guys posted that saw this comment. I was thinking that when I saw he had missed it to I'm like, well, our, one of our listeners is very happy about this right now. So you won it by less than a point, it looks like. So, you know, good for you. That happens sometimes. But awesome. sometimes you will lose by a tenth of a point. Like I have done twice in the last two seasons to the same two people I've seemed to lose to all the time. Yeah, have those nightmare matchups. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, continuing on about Hopkins. Um, if Christian Kirk's available in your league, I would add him. He could go off even with Hopkins in the lineup. And uh yep. I, I just I think he's probably gonna have a good game. Um I like Christian Kirk this week. Rondell Moore is hit or miss, but he's going to have opportunities. So if either of those guys are available, I would give them a hard look. Um, what's, uh, what What Cardinals receiver do you think is going to step up if Hopkins misses? I think they're going to want to get the young guy involved. I think it will be Rondell Moore this week. Um, I'm going on a little bit of a limb because I think the easy answer would be Christian Kirk, but I think they'll try to get him more involved. Uh, I believe Edwards has a question here, too. Mark Andrews is obviously on by, which he is for me, too, so I am totally down for this question. Didn't stash a backup. 
I dropped Hardman, Allen Robinson. Oh, do I drop Hardman, Allen Robinson, or Chanel? Add Conklin, Hooper, Janu, or Komet. Great choices, I know. So JJ is kind of interested in my answer for this too because it might be considerate of where I go. Uh, I don't know their opponents as of yet because our waiver wire drop is Thursday, so I haven't looked into this for our league yet. Is there any way you could pull up the list for me, JJ, and let me know what they're playing? Who they're uh, playing against? Yeah, these four. Uh, Conklin is on the Vikings. They're playing against the Cowboys. That's a pretty, uh, that's the pretty Patriots good. play the Chargers, I believe, in L.A. And don't like that matchup. The Bears play at home versus 49ers. I think your best matchup here would be Conklin. Uh, they're playing oh, the Cowboys defense. Hooper, I missed Hooper. Hooper's playing against the Steelers, I know. Yeah, no, I don't like – no, I don't like Hooper this week. I think it would be Conklin this week, although they have a lot of weapons there. They've got a decent quarterback, though, and the Cowboys seem to like to give points up against tight ends, so I think it's a pretty decent option. And as of the players to drop, uh, oh, God. I, I'm going to go with Chenault. I, I, I think Chenault's a decent drop here. I, I understand Robinson hasn't been performing well in Hardman. Honestly, I think you could drop any of them. I don't like any of them at wide receiver right now, but – I think I would drop Chanel. What about you? I'd probably drop Hardman out of these guys. Chanel's getting the crazy volume of the targets. Robinson has been atrocious, and he's playing at about 50%, as I talked about yesterday. But there is a chance that he gets moved before the trade deadline. Yeah. So I would hold him for one more week. If he puts up another dud, I would drop him. But And not um, only that, he's got name power, too. He might actually be able to trade him for someone, which yeah, I would I be shopping. I would be shopping him frequently and be like, hey, listen, he might end up on another team for the trade buying line. Get him while he's hot. Um, but I, I, I say Chanel and JJ says Hardman. So take it for what it's worth, five or two or one and six. It's, you know, amendable there. Um, we'll answer uh, Sue's next question here, and then we'll get on back into the waivers. My team is Murray, Derrick Henry. And this, I think this is more of a comment. My team is Murray, Derrick Henry, Gainwell, if I get him. Tyreek Coop, Antonio Brown, instead of DJ Moore, do I start Brown, Bucks, D, Tyler Bass? Did you decipher that? Team is Murray, Henry, Gainwell, Tyreek, Cup, AB, instead of Moore, if Brown starts. So he was just listening out there. Yeah, so he's saying – yeah, so I think Sue asked this yesterday, but he's asking Antonio Brown or DJ Moore. I said DJ Moore and Ron said Antonio Brown. So, um, I say DJ Moore for the simple fact he's the number one QB in that offense, and it doesn't seem to matter which quarterback he's been playing with in that offense. He performs well, and that was before Sam Darnold got there too, and I think he's ascended to the wide receiver number one. And with Antonio Brown, while he's on my team, we have two flex spots, and I can play him there. But if I had DJ Moore, I would play him over there. Antonio Brown is in an offense where there is a lot of weapons on that offense, regardless of when guys go down or not. He's been hot lately, but that's not to say he won't cool off in a week or two. I would go with the true number one wide receiver who has a better outlook for the season, DJ Moore. And I lied. We have another guy here with another question, so we're not moving on to the next player. So Eckler and Diggs from Kellen Brown. For Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Hawkinson, I get the Eckler side. So you would get Eckler and Stefan Diggs for Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Hawkinson. Oh, I would definitely take this deal. I would, in a heartbeat, I would take this deal. I understand Kamara looked 
hot as hell coming off that, but we don't know what Michael Thomas is going to look like coming off the injury. And Hawkinson has been very hot and cold. Um, if your team is deep, I would definitely take this trade. Yeah, I would like to know the tight end situation as well. Like if you have another backup tight end, but I like Eckler and Diggs more than Kamara and uh, Michael Thomas, I think. Diggs uh, got off to a slow start, but he's got a matchup with Miami this week. And uh, they always kill the Dolphins, the new Bills do. So I'll be playing a Josh Allen, Spawn Diggs stacks everywhere in DraftKings this week. So I think uh, I have Goddard and Schultz. But yeah, I would definitely do that then. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's an easy trade for you. Yeah. So streamline your team, make it a little bit more solid and well rounded. I think that's the way to go with that one. Yep. Uh, so what was the next player you wanted to talk about, JJ? Uh, next guy on my list, he's uh, hasn't played at all this season. Um, I just wanted to talk about the Deshaun Watson situation and what your take was on that. So this is kind of interesting. So if you're deep on bench spots, I would consider adding him just to keep him out of someone else's hands. This is the going nuclear option because say he gets traded at the deadline, he may not be very effective for the first week because he's learning an offense. But my God, if he ends up, say, on – Miami's offense, which seems like a strong possibility, or Denver's, which is another one I think out there, or the Panthers. There's a lot of good wide receivers on any of those teams. He could kill you, or he could be a starter for you later down, or someone you can trade. So there's no reason I don't think you can add him at least to your bench should he play this season. Um, I know when writing the description for this show, JJ, you had some questions about whether he would actually play or not this season should he be traded. Do you think he's worth an ad? Do you think he's going to play? Um, I added him in a couple leagues. I don't know how the NFL is going to handle it because the uh, investigation is still ongoing. So in the past, like there was the uh, Michael Kendricks investigation for the uh, insider trading stuff. And while he was being investigated, he was playing while he was dealing with all the court issues and everything else. So, I mean, in the past – players have been able to play while they're still undergoing investigation. So I think he, uh, I mean, I think he could play if he gets traded. So I do too. Because right now there's nothing stopping him. He's not suspended. He's not on the exempt list. The Texans are just making him inactive every week. So where do you think he gets? It, with, it, with as political as the NFL is, I think a lot of it will have to do with like the reception of the fans. If, Watson plays like if there's a ton of protests and heat, then they could, uh, especially if he goes like Miami or Carolina, one of the smaller market teams, they could yeah. shut him down. Same face, but yeah. Well, the scary thing is, is the teams that are looking at him are all small market. I mean, Denver up in Colorado, not a big market team, like you said. Miami, not a very big market team, and then Carolina, not a big market team. He seems like he could just fall to the wayside there and maybe still play and people wouldn't be too pissed about it. But if you ended up on like say New York, it just wouldn't work. I don't think it's definitely gonna have to be a small market team. Should they trade for him? And uh, what is your gut feeling on this? Is he actually going to get traded before the trade deadline? And if so, where do you think it is? I think he is going to get traded. Um, I don't know why I just, think Denver is involved in some way. It just makes too much sense to me. Yeah, I my gut's saying Carolina. I, I, I don't know why they just benched Sam Darnold. I think they're gonna feel the heat. 
they're a playoff caliber team right now. I think they may trade for him. And Mark Yasko, if you are not a part of the heckling fandom, welcome to Garbage Time Fantasy Football. Join us, like it, subscribe, and that's the price of admission for us to answer this question. Also, if you think that's too much of a price, www.garbagetimeff.com, where you can leave a voicemail when we screw this idea up for you or this suggestion we're about to make for you. So Mark Yasko says, should I trade Lockett for Michael Pittman and Darnell Mooney in an absolute heartbreak? An absolute heartbeat, I would do that right now. Michael Pittman is ascending to a wide receiver number one. Mooney is kind of boomer bust, but he's a good end of the bench ad. And Lockett is playing with Geno Smith for the next four weeks, which by then you might be out of the playoffs. You need to improve your team now. So absolutely, I would make this trade. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it depends. I That's mean, our boy. Sub. We appreciate it, Mark. We appreciate it. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's – uh. I think a lot of it would depend on how well you're doing this season. Like if you're in a tough spot, uh, three and four or anything worse, um, I probably would make the trade just so you have the guys that are playing and have the upside right now because Lockett with Geno Smith is completely capped. Like if DK Metcalf didn't break that tackle last night, Geno Smith's numbers would have been absolute trash. So They would have. And interestingly enough, the analysts – of ES fan actually made a very good point as to Geno Smith's throwing motion, which is he likes to throw it down the field, but lower to the ground where the person he's replacing likes to throw it up and above Wilson. We're talking about throws it up and above. And it's a great method for Tyler Lockett to actually get the ball, which makes Tyler Lockett's numbers so good and makes him so boomer bust because he likes catching long passes. And unfortunately for Geno, he's going to keep throwing to DK Metcalf because he's basically a tight end at the wide receiver. It's a security blanket. That's who's going to get all the targets. And Lockett's unfortunately going to keep missing these long ball targets, I think, because it just doesn't fit right with Geno. They may, it may get better as the season goes on, as long as they get a chemistry down. But we're talking one, two, three more weeks probably before Wilson's back. So I wouldn't do it, and especially if you're feeling the pressure of getting into the playoffs in your league. I would make this trade now. Yeah, no uh... – no question that uh, Russ throws a pretty steep ball in the league, without a doubt. So, and Lockett has done nothing with Geno Smith, not a thing. So, yeah, get out if you can. Um, we should start calling these waiver waiver wires slash trade shows. I am four three. Oh, sorry. Yeah, show this. I'm four and three. My team is Hertz, Aaron Jones, Henderson, Mike Evans, AB, Damian Harris. Should I still make the trade? Aaron Jones, Henderson, two good running backs, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown. So you like the Bucks? Damon Harrison, the flex, and the players were – yeah, absolutely. You just don't like that trade without a question. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably do it. I uh, In my in my pre-season uh, rankings, I said Michael Pittman is was going to hit 1,200 yards this year and Mooney was going to be a 1,000-yard receiver. So I'm nervous about one of those. I would consider trading Pittman straight up for Lockett right now. Like Lockett just is not good, and it is, it, it's going to get worse. I would rather have a plethora of Raiders receivers, honestly, than him. I just don't want him right now. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do it, Mark. And he's got name value. Um, he might not in a few weeks. I mean, I like I said, Russell Wilson might come back in a few weeks, but we don't know what that thumb's going to be either. If he's going to be able to throw downfield, trade him away. Don't seek injuries out. You want to go with the hot hands right now, and I think Pittman is on the ascent. Yeah, and another thing to uh, 
consider guys when, uh, especially when you get into trades this time of year, is bye weeks. So who was it up here? Uh, <clears throat> it was Kellen talked about trading for Eckler and Diggs um, for Kamara and Thomas and Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. So Eckler and Diggs have already had their bye week. So that's a, I mean, that's a big plus. You don't, ha- you have them the rest of the season. They're not going to miss a week. And I know the Saints have had their bye as well, but the Lions haven't had a bye yet. So you lose Hawkinson for a little bit. Essentially, so. you're stealing a week of availability. Yeah. So when you're making trades, that's just something else to consider. Um, trying, I, I personally like it's a difference maker for me in trades if I'm looking for a guy that's already had their bye week. So I know I have him the rest of the year, but. And if you have those spots right now, as we said, there's nothing rad wrong with adding Deshaun Watson, I guess, politically, unless you don't want to do that. But we're not going to get into that on this show. This is about no. fantasy football. We're not <laughs> going to get into that. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about another quarterback, JJ. I know that's on your list and probably who you're targeting on the waiver wire this week. Uh, how do you feel about Carson Wentz's outlook playing against the Tennessee Titans this week? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a running back battle matchup with uh, Taylor and Henry. But uh, the t- the way the Titans have been scoring, Wentz is going to have to do some throwing. So I definitely see him as a viable uh, quarterback to stream if you have uh, your guy out this week. Uh, I mean, I, if Lamar, if you have Lamar or uh, Carr, <laughs> pretty much. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd have no problem starting Wentz this week. Is Daniel Jones trustable again now that he is Odell Beckham of the Giants? Ah, uh, I guess matchup dependent. <laughs> Who do the Giants? The Giants play the Chiefs Monday night. Yes, he's going to score a little bit. He's going to have to score a little bit. the The Chiefs are going to start feeling the pressure, and I do not know what's going on with that team because supposedly they rebuilt that entire offensive line. All the weapons are back from last year. So what is going on with that team? Does the league just figure them out? Yeah, it's, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think the scouting reports out, they're going to have to change some stuff up in that offense. So be interesting to see, uh, the giants, another piece of news, I guess, is Jabril preppers. They're pretty much star safety. He's a pretty good player, uh, towards yeah. ACL. So they're down, uh, one of the key pieces in their back end of their defense. So, I think we could see the Chiefs be a player at this deadline. I, I think they obviously need to do something here, especially on – I can see them make a few moves here. They may trade for a running back like Marlon Mack, which I think could really hurt the running back position to make it more of a committee back there should they trade for Marlon Mack. And I think they need some help on defense too. So I think they're going to be a pretty active team at the trade deadline working things out. Do we think Barkley will play? Well, the Giants are coming off a win, um, and I think they want to get this injury right. My gut says no. I think they'll wrestle for another week. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think that uh, Saquon Barkley starts or plays even. Um, just a tip for you guys. On YouTube, um, I know we're probably your favorite channel, but another Absolutely. channel, another channel that um, I've used a lot is the Fantasy Doctors. It's just the space fantasy doctors. Um, it's a group of guys that perform like surgeries and things on injured athletes, and they're really good. Um, last week they hit on Darren Waller. They talked about they talk about you know resting players based on when a bye week's coming up, what the team has going on. Um, and on Saquon Barkley, they said 
their gut is that the Giants should sit him, and if they play him, he's not going to be ready and not going to be as effective. So I would, uh, I, I do not think Barkley plays. And look those guys up; they're really good. If you have a guy on your team that's kind of banged up, usually they have a video out on them. They put out a lot of content; they're really useful. So I'm hoping that they give us the announcement on him early in the week because I've also got Devontae Booker on a few of my rosters. So come on, Giants, you play Monday night. Let's get that announcement on nice and early, and not go up till game time with it. Same with <laughs> same with Kadarius Tony. I don't know uh, what's going on with him with that ankle. I hate Thursday and Monday night matchups for this reason. We are fantasy center. It is absolutely horrible. And sometimes you have to just consider benching players who you think are going to be good just because of the position of the game they're playing in. Yep. An absolute bitch sometimes. Great for garbage time, though. Sure. All right. What's the next player we're talking about? That's uh, my list is that. We didn't cover CJ Uzuma yet. What's going on with him? Um, I'll tell you this. When uh, teams are playing against the Ravens, play the tight end of that team because they get massacred by uh, tight ends every week. Uzama is viable the way uh, Burrow is throwing the ball. Um, they look that offense looks great, and he's involved every week. He has uh, kind of been a hit or miss guy in his career, but you're starting to see some consistency out of him. Drew Collier, as I have told others tonight, if you are not a part of the heckling mm-hmm. fandom yet which is what we call our people on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, like and subscribe on the show, and I am more than happy to answer this question, which we are going to do now. A.B. and Michael Thomas for D.K., Gallup, Devontae Parker. Who's going to win this trade? Well, first off, Michael Thomas is coming off an injury. A.B. is good, but in an offense with a lot of weapons. D.K. is a good wide receiver, too, right now. Gallup, thank you, Juke. We do appreciate that. Gallup is going to be an interesting piece. Devontae Parker is also coming off an injury. So, honestly, I don't like either side of this trade, but I think the winner of this trade is uh, – I'll go with A.B. and Michael Thomas for the reason A.B. is a starter, I guess, and Thomas could be a starter going back. D.K. is a wide receiver playing with Geno right now. Gallup is a end of the bench spot right now. And Devontae Parker is coming off an injury. I understand that he could potentially be a wide receiver, too, going down, but I just don't like the Miami Dolphins offense right now. This might change in a week or two if they add Deshaun Watson, though. Yeah, this is a tough one because you haven't seen Thomas play yet, and you're just going on uh, his history, right? So... Yeah, way to throw a softball for us and give us a ton of. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I uh, I may take the DK side. I, yeah, well, I, I think that, I think that's some bullshit, but you know that's okay. All right, but uh, also, Juke, if you're making this trade and we screw this up, www.garbagetimeff.com, where you can leave a voicemail. It's on the right side of your screen. You leave your name, and we'll play it live on the show. You can scream right at us, and we'll play it live on the show. It may not be a good answer back, but it'll be very entertaining for the heckling fandom. And uh, JJ, we also have uh, Twitter now, don't we? Yes, I have created a Twitter page. It is garbage underscore time FF. Um, I'm going to be, uh, I run the Twitter page, so I'll be uh, tweeting while watching the Red Zone channel. And I uh, would love to interact with you guys. Maybe uh, I'll start like a uh, starter sit thread on uh, Sunday morning and go through and answer any questions and give some insight. And we'll also share clips from episodes if you guys miss any. So that's right. 
that's very important too because Ron is very flaky with his start and sit episodes on Sundays. You don't even know if he's going to show up. So very important. <laughs> yep. Last. Does he mean last question? What does he think? We're just going to like leave this before he gets his last question out? No, we still got a few things to talk about. So don't worry about it. Um, I did want to cover some a few more players and defenses if you're okay with that, JJ. Sure. So how do you feel between these four defenses as streamers this week? The Bengals are playing the Jets. Los Angeles against the Patriots. Philly against the Lions, which we already covered. And San Francisco. What are you trying to say about San Francisco, Joe? Do they have an easy matchup this week? I'm saying potentially they have an easy matchup this week. <laughs> are, are any of these streamables in what order would you put those for? Yeah, they're, they're streamable. Um, I'm trying to think about it. I would put the Bengals versus the Jets first. Sorry. Me too. Oh, uh, no, that's okay. Me too. Then I'd put the Chargers um, second, versus home versus the Patriots. Um. I was a DK side, but I'll definitely keep that in mind. Yeah, I I think you uh, won the trade, Juke. Um, I say you lose it, but that's okay. You you can yell at me at the website if you'd like to do that. Anyway, go ahead with well, your rankings. Don't listen to Joe. He's last in our DFS rankings and uh, pick him rankings. So. Well, first in fantasy football where it counts. So We'll see. It's a long year. <laughs> uh, I would say Bengals, Chargers, Eagles, 49ers. In that order. Mm, yeah, there's definitely no homer blood in that. But uh, there, well, you know what, Matt Nagy's out of the building this week, so only good things can happen. <laughs> so, it'll all work out then. They'll probably score 45 points and blow them out. But as we said, guys, all four of those are decent streamers and probably available in your league anyway. So look to pick up any four of those um, and play them if you need a defense. Um, Pat Fryermuth or Evan Ingram also decent options as tight ends. Or, ugh. I'm not really interested. Uh, Evan Ingram is a shame and a waste of talent, but uh, unless I had to, I would add them. I'm in a 16-man league, and I'd, I'd probably play them in that. But other than that, in 10- and 12-man leagues, I'd probably try and find something else. All right, speaking of 10- to 12-man leagues, if you're at the end of your way over wire ad and you had to pick between Darius Slayton or a Lions wide receiver, Khalif Raymond, who would you rather pick up? Probably Raymond. Why? Um, the the Giants have Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, Evan Ingram. Uh, they throw to their backs a little bit. Um, John Ross gets a couple targets a game, so there's just just a lot of mouths to feed there. And Raymond is on the field quite a bit for the Lions. He's proved that he's going to be involved this year. So if I'm picking between those two, that's who I'd probably go with. Slayton is. Really, Boomer Basso have like one or two games a year where he has like three touchdowns and then he doesn't do anything the rest of the year. So I'd probably say Khalif Raymond at this point in time. Okay, back end of the running backs on waivers. Can we trust either Brandon Bolden or Devontae Freeman? Or are we throwing these both in the proverbial garbage? Uh, I want nothing to do with uh, Freeman. Um, he just, I don't either. That Ravens backfield is just an absolute fucking gutter mess right now. So a gutter mess, friends. it is. Gutter mess. It sure is. Um, yeah, I don't know when Latavius Murray is coming back. He'll probably be good after the bye, so I want nothing to do with any of the Ravens running backs except him. He's probably the only viable one. And then who was the other name you said? Uh, Brandon Bolden? Yes. 
he's viable the way Belichick's using him. I mean, he <laughs> had a great game Sunday, so it, it's annoying as hell that this old special teams running back is getting the run that he is, but he is, so yeah. he's definitely viable. I'd prefer yeah. him to Freeman for sure. He's a scary kind of viable, though, because we thought Ramondre Stevenson was going to be viable last week, and then Bill decided he hated him again. So it, I don't trust either one of these. I just wanted to bring them up as emergency names that you guys can consider if you completely flake out on waivers with me because there's really not a ton out there. And the last name I was thinking about bringing up is, is there any chance we can trust Russell Gage again? He had a pretty decent week. Is he someone that you can pick up again, or are we still avoiding him? You can probably add him. Um, again, it depends on your situation, how desperate you are, bye weeks and all that. But um, it seems like the Falcons – insert long convoluted comments stating every player on my opponent's team in the form of a question. Well, yeah, it's typically what happens here, though. This is way – You'll have that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Such a um, troll. I was, uh, what was I saying? Court Edward rudely interrupted you again. I don't know. Who was I talking about? I'm sick, guys. I have a foggy <laughs> brain, and I stared at a computer screen all day for my job. You're, you're talking about Russell Gage. Russell Gage, yeah. The Falcons offense has uh, kind of gotten on track the past couple weeks, so... It'll be interesting to see uh, how involved he is going forward. Ridley just hasn't got clicking yet, but he's getting the volume. So um, I'm okay with it. Would you add uh, Russell Gage for, geez, I don't know, Allen Robinson? Yes, I would currently because Allen Allen Robinson has been horrible. He's not the Allen Robinson of old, which I don't know if that's just – he, he looks like he just doesn't want to be a bear, man. I, I think the talent's still there, and I think he could still be good. But he, he just wants to get traded out of town, I think. I, he, he's a little overrated, I'll tell you that. I don't think he's overrated, man. He has played with some horrible quarterbacks in his past, and he's had a, well over 1,000 yards every single season. It, it doesn't matter which quarterback he's played. This is the first quarterback. Okay, don't. Mind, don't, mind, don't. You, mind, you, mind you, he's a rookie that he hasn't played well with, but I think it's more a side effect of the offense – along with the morale of playing in Matt Nagy's offense. He's just sick of shit. I don't think I, I kind of don't think he's giving 100%. I think it would he's just not. I think it would be beneficial for him and them to trade you, him. And don't you dare call Mitch Trubisky a terrible quarterback in my <laughs> podcast. All right? <laughs> Your I'll, podcast, huh? I'm I'm the host tonight. I'll put a Trubisky jersey back there next episode. I'm not afraid. Yeah, well, this other Edward, host can Edward, can, Edward as a Lions fan, can tell you how good Mitchell Trubisky is, all right? <laughs> he loved playing against the Lions. But he pumped the ball at Robinson. He's the reason that he was ranked so high this year. Well, He's with how bad this draft class is coming up and how many teams are going to need quarterbacks next season, he might actually get a shot at starting again. He's going to start next year, I'm telling you. I, I believe he will. I, I mean, got him in our dynasty league. Oh, Watch yeah. out. great. You'll drop him from some – backup running back that you need the spot for pretty soon and try to slide that across as you know you just being strategy driven but that's okay any other things you want to cover tonight or are we pretty good i think we're good we should, you know we, we brought mitch up so i'm i'm a happy guy so all right now i'm gonna quiz you where can you find our show jj because ron can't seem to ever figure it out any week just as he said last night uh 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Simplecast, YouTube. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing some. Amazon. Amazon. Tune in. Tune in. Boom. All the good places. All right, and, I got five out of seven. Yeah. And www.garbagetimeff.com. Read my last or I'm unsubscribing. Whoo! What the hell one did we miss from Sua? That is just brutal, dude. The guy I'm playing. <laughs> the guy I'm playing, his team You're is happy? Herbert. You don't Nixon. have to be in protest anymore. Here we go. Hopkins, if not, probably Amari Cooper. Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, Cardinals. What's the question, bud? Insert all players and just assume what we know. Yeah. Clear it up. Okay. Are you asking if you're going to win? I, I don't, I'm honestly not sure of the question. The guy I'm playing is Herbert Cook, Mixon, Hopkins, which Hopkins will be out because I'm predicting that anyway. If not, probably Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, Cardinals D, Mac Menace. <laughs> is this a test? I suppose it is. <laughs> We'll give you another minute to clear this question up because we need the whole roster on your side. No, that's that's it. Uh, I, I'm guessing he's asking if he's going to win or lose. I'm going to say you're probably in trouble this week with uh, Jamar Chase and Mixon and Cook. Yeah, I, that's my guess too. And I, I don't, don't know, know what I, I meant by the question. <laughs> so, uh, Leave us a voicemail on our website if you don't know what you meant by the question. We'll try to decipher it there then, too, on the next show. Or, or I'll just leave that episode to Ron and make him decipher it because I think that would be a fantastic idea. So I guess we're at that. And uh, with that, guys, like we said, you can find us at www.garbagetimeff.com in the seven places we just listed. The Twitter is also below in the description here on YouTube. I did put that on. The Twitter will be on our website, too. It'll be on our Instagram at garbagetimeff.com. You can leave these damn comments anywhere. You can leave a comment on YouTube. You can leave it on the show early in the voicemail. We'll find the damn comment. We'll answer the comment on the show. Okay, guys? Hey, hey shout out shout out to Juke Collier. You already followed. I see you're a Twitch streamer too, dude. I play Warzone. So comment on our uh, Twitter with your, your Warzone handle and we'll link up. Yeah, he's trying to get a squad together. <laughs> No, I got I got squad mates. We we get dubs. You have All squad right. mates on this podcast too. And I think with that, let's get out of here. Absolutely.